0: Great day, everybody. I am excited to come back to you today on day 24 with another podcast for our journal journey. Um, These 24 days have been so exciting, uh, overwhelming in a good way, Um, very inspiring. And I'm just so, 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 so glad to be on this journey. I can't express that enough. Um, yesterday's journal, um, podcast got a lot of great feedback from a lot of people. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you would like to reach out to me for feedback, questions, comments, concerns, you can do so via the, um, group that I have formed for people who purchase journals on Facebook. If you have my phone number, you can reach out to me there You can reach out to me via email, which is B-E-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. That's experience at gmail.com. So yesterday I kind of touched on my transformation from within, that journey that I was privileged to take um, after a traumatic experience. In my life, a lot of people really wanted to talk about that, and I'm glad that that was a part that a lot of people enjoyed hearing me speak about because that has a lot to do with why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. So, anytime people want to talk about that, I'm more than glad, more than elated to even, you know, dig deeper into it. Again, I don't mind being transparent. I don't mind being naked about certain parts of my story, certain parts of my life. Um, once upon a time, my transparency was, it came from a bitter place. Um, it came from a place of hurt. It came from a place of anger. But now that I've grown um, into the woman that I am now, now that I've grown from a place of bitterness um, and I've grown to a place of healing, I've gone to a place where I'm not so easily broken by certain things. I can be transparent from a place where I'm not out to hurt the other party that hurt me. I'm not out to get the persons that I feel did me wrong more than I am out to, you know, help people find ways to heal from within while looking at self as opposed to pointing the fingers at the people that did them wrong, situations that caused them so much grief. So, having said that, when I started my journey um towards trying to be a better me for me, essentially, it was when I had about with depression and I'm talking about a really 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 long, hard, tedious bout with depression. And it was recent, um, recent as in within the last couple of years, recent, when I went through my bout with depression, because I did not deal with issues, um, stemming back from when I was a little girl, because issues were swept under the, under the rug, because I was taught to not talk about things, but rather, you, you got to suck it up. You know, life happens. You got to just keep it pushing. You know, because I was, you know, taught and, and shown that independent woman thing. When I went through this last bout with depression, instead of me dealing with the issue at hand, I was dealing with every single issue that I've ever been privy to in my life at one time. So it was like a tsunami, It was like one wave after the next. And every time that I thought that the storm or the waves were calming and I was coming up for a breath of air, when I turned around, there was another wave and I was back under the water again. It was like I was being hit after hit after hit and I never was able to just breathe. It was like it was one thing after the next thing, one thing after the next thing, one thing after the next thing was and and it, and the craziest part and the scariest part about it was that it was it wasn't people places and things that were not connected to me that was 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 causing and a part of life happening to me, it was the things that were the closest to me that was causing and a part of life happening to me. I was always skeptical about forming close relationships and close bonds with people because of things that I went through growing up and growing into adulthood. So I was always skeptical of everybody. I put everybody into the same box. Um, While I had the ability to make people think that we were close, in the back of my mind, I was like, "Hmm, you think we close? Child, please. And it, I was guarded that way because I didn't understand, I didn't know truly what love was. And for a long time, my perception about love was skewed because, you know, what I thought love to be it was wrong. And make no mistake, and I want to put this out there just in case my grandmother ever hears this podcast, and I hope that she does. I would never stand and say that my grandmother did not love me. My grandmother loved me the best that she knew how. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I sat and I thought to myself, my grandmother loved me the best way that she knew how. She, was, she still had a little girl in her that was still trying to figure things out that happened to her that she probably still doesn't have full understanding of herself. So I cannot be mad at her for trying to figure her life out too. And as hard as it is for us to, you know, want to place blame somewhere on somebody for certain things that transpire in our lives because we figure, oh, well, she's an adult now. She needs to get over it. It's so much easier said than done. For years upon years, I was mad at my biological mom because I couldn't understand, like, I don't care if I cried at night and you didn't know what to do. At some point, I'm your child. Get over it. Keep me. Nurture me. Love me. Raise me. Make me feel wanted. Make me feel like I'm worth it to you. Those were all thoughts that I had towards her. You know, make me feel like I was enough. Like, I'm enough. Why is it that my siblings are enough for you to want to raise them, keep them, and love them? But I'm not. And then as I got got older and other situations arise and, you know, I looked at her a certain kind of way, I could not understand. I'm like, why does she act this way? And then I had to sit down again, go back to the drawing table and say, hey, maybe things happen to her in her life that make her uh, make her think the way that she thinks. And maybe she's fighting a little girl in her that... She doesn't quite understand. And so she doesn't, it's not that she doesn't want to, maybe she doesn't know how to love me the proper way or what I deem the proper way to love me. So I was like, okay, if we're all fighting internal battles, if we're all fighting things that we don't get to talk about, if I went through some of the things that I went through in my life, and if I didn't get to grieve certain things the way that it needed to be properly grieved. if I, When I went through this bout of depression and I felt like at one time I had to uncover years upon years of situations and I know what it felt like for me then why or how in the world can I be this upset with my grandmother or my mother or my father for that matter when I myself am sitting here dealing with years on top of years of things that I've never shared with people? How? How? I'm upset with them for things they did and did not do. To and for me. But maybe they didn't know maybe they didn't know any better. So what's gonna be the game changer here? How am I going to change the game at this point in my life? How am I gonna change the game? I can't go back and erase 29 plus years of damage that's already been done. But what I can do is seek help to ensure that I don't inflict the same pain on my two children that I've brought into this world. What I can do is ensure that life moving forward, those generations upon generations of things that I've experienced, that my mother and her mother experienced, I can ensure that it stops at me. So what are we going to do, Brittany? How are we going to fix this? How are we going to make sure that it stops? How are you going to make sure that you don't ever walk into your daughter's room and find her sitting in the back of her closet crying because she doesn't think that her mom loves her? How are you going to make sure that you don't walk into your son's room and he's hiding under the bed crying because he doesn't get anything right? How are you going to make sure that you don't do that to your son? How are you going to make sure that you speak positivity and life over your children, even when you're unsure of the circumstances around you and what's happening right now. How? My go-to whenever I was going through things that when I went through and struggled with depression really, 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 really bad those a couple years ago, my struggle and my go-to was to sit in my closet in the dark I mean, literally just sit there and leave my thoughts to come as they may. That was the most damaging thing that I could have ever done to myself because I left myself in the most compromising situation, state of mind that I ever was in in my life to tell myself about myself, things that were not true to me. I was in the dark. No good comes out of the dark. No good comes out of that. I sat there for days on days on days and I just rocked and I cried. I just rocked and I cried. I rocked and I cried. My thoughts became so loud that sometimes I couldn't even... If someone was in my room calling my name, I could not even hear them because my thoughts became that loud. And I dare not tell y'all what my thoughts were. I couldn't function. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't think. And then there were people that were close to me that played on that. And I thought, you know, okay, maybe if I tell people what's going on, maybe they can help me. But the the more I tried to talk through what was really going on in my heart and in my mind, more so my mind than my heart, people thought that I was looking for attention when really, truly, I needed help. Attention-seeking was never a thing for me because remember yesterday I told y'all, I grew up as an only child. I'm not an only child, but I grew up as an only child. I grew up as an only girl, so attention was never an issue for me. Most people growing up when they met me, they fell in love with me. So attention was never something I lacked, so I never needed to do things for attention. I genuinely was in a place where I needed help and I wanted help. I needed it and I wanted it. I just didn't know how to articulate what was happening in my mind, what was going on in my heart. And it got worse and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse until I started acting out. On the things that I was thinking in my mind. My behavior had no choice but to follow what I was thinking. And it sucked so bad because when I think back to, you know, all of those moments of me just sitting in the closet, scared to look in mirrors, I mean, literally, I was scared to look in a mirror. I'm not making this up, I promise i i would my the way my apartment was set up, my bathroom door and my mirror and my closet door were side by side, and I would literally close the bathroom door but keep the closet door open because of i don't know the darkness it, it was like I invited the darkness in. But the mirror, if I kept the closet, the bathroom door open, I could see the mirror. So I always made it a point to close it. The tall mirror that I had in my closet, I would turn it down towards the floor. It's just things like that. Simple things like that. And so I got to a place. When I, when I realized that, you know, I have to, some kind of way, I have to come out of this. And I'm talking, this took months, months upon months upon months. We are talking months. I'm really fast forwarding this. This didn't happen over the course of days. I'm talking months. It took months, like months, okay? I got to a place where I had to start setting goals for myself. Like, you know, maybe I'll sit in the closet for one day i mean, excuse me. Maybe I'll sit in the closet this week. I'll sit in the closet one day. Next week I'll sit in the closet for four hours. Next week I'll sit in the closet for an hour. I had to work my way. It was such a a. It was like such a process to get myself out of the closet. And then when I got myself out of the closet, I worked my way to my bedroom. And I did good. I got out of the closet. I got into the bedroom. And then I started going in the bathroom with the light off and started sitting in the shower hours with the water just running and me just crying. I was just, it was such a mess. My life was in shambles. I was in such a mess and nobody could understand it. I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't explain it. I was in therapy talking to my therapist and I couldn't explain it to her. I switched my therapist because my therapist, at one point, she became so close to me. I, I feel like, you know, we bonded. And I was like, I can't get help. I can't get help because I feel like we're getting close. I don't want her practice to be jeopardized because I'm sure somewhere, somehow this is illegal. And when I say bonded, I'm not talking about in a a platonic way. It was bonded, not in a romantic way. In a platonic way, we became bonded. And so I switched therapists. And I'm like, listen, I need help. And this one situation that's going on, while it is probably at the forefront, there's stuff behind this. It's so much stuff behind this that's causing this to be made bigger than what it really is. And I need to dig deep to get to the root of these other issues so that maybe this issue right here that I'm dealing dealing with right now won't even be that big of an issue. And so I started making progress. And then, boom, this other issue happens. And it's so big. It included more people who I thought was like, for me and so close to me and then now we back at square one and I felt in this moment I was silenced because all people got to see from me in this phase of my life and this season of my life was the angry, hurt, and bitter Britney. So nobody wanted to hear my side of the story because they felt like in their heart and their minds that I was using depression and suicide as a way to manipulate the hearts and minds of the people closest to me, not even realizing, listen, I am in a crisis. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know what to do. I got loads of issues bearing down on me. I still got to work and do life. I still have to raise two toddlers, a single mom by myself. I don't know how to fix this. I'm literally in a mess and I don't have nobody to lean on to help me. So no, I don't want attention. No, I'm genuinely not trying to manipulate you. No, I'm genuinely not trying to cause anybody no no nothing. I'm genuinely in a mess, in a hole. I don't know how to get out. And 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 I need help. But but I can't go to get help because nobody wants to sit down and have a conversation with me because it's easier to believe the narrative that it's everything that I'm not, as opposed to saying, let me silence every other voice that's in my ear and and, and sit down and, and and see her heart. So when I really got to the nitty gritty of, you know, OK, God, I need you to help me at this point. I need you to, you know break the barriers in me fix it i need a new heart i need you to i need you to work on my mind my soul is a mess and i told god i said i don't have anything else to lose at this point i said and i'm barely believing that you're even real i said so guess what I'm giving you one last shot to make this right. I'm going to read this word. My goal is to let the word do the work. I'm going to read this scripture. And I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to do heart surgery on me. And I get emotional when I talk about this. Because it's a real thing. It's a real thing that I went through. But it's a real thing that I came out. And the place that I'm in today... Is so much better than where I was. And now when I cry tears, they're not tears of sorrow. They're not tears out of desperation to be healed, saved from, redeemed. They're tears because I really am out of it. I'm a whole new person. I'm stronger than I was. And these, the days that I live now are days that I genuinely prayed for. They're here. Granted, every day isn't Sunday. Every day isn't a perfect day. But y'all, listen. We The God that I know, the God that I love, the God that I am in relationship with, I wouldn't trade him for nothing because where I was, I am no longer there. I look at situations from a different view now, from a different point of view now. The way that I love people, the way that I respond to people, the way that I show respect and honor to people and myself is different than what I've ever done. I'm able to have conversations with people and listen first listen to understand their point of view and then respond. I'm able to communicate health in a healthy manner now. I'm able to receive love because now I fully understand the way that God loves me. And so I'm able to give that love back. I'm able to love my kids so much differently now. It 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 changed The whole game for me when I realized that this whole thing was never about what people did to me, what life dealt me, but more so about how I am in charge of how I respond to myself and others. When I realized that the ball was really in my court, it changed the whole thing. When I realized that in order for me to thrive healthy, holistically, that I needed to get me together and that it was really and truly a daily process, it changed the whole thing. When I stopped being infatuated with, okay, I got to be perfect. I got to do this. I got to do that. And realize that literally every day is a new day a new opportunity for me to set a goal to do better, to be better and strive to be better as opposed to strive to being perfect, it clicked for me. I don't get it right all the time and it's okay that I don't get it right all the time. But what what is never okay is quitting. What's never okay is being comfortable with staying the same. That's what's never okay. I'm always looking for more books. I'm always in my word. I'm always praying. I'm always talking to people about being better because better is the goal. Rest, recovery, recharging, learning, growing are goals for me. Because I don't ever want to discredit my transformation I don't want to discredit all the hard work it took to get here. And I want to see myself better every single day. So no, I'm not focused on what happened, who did what to me, what I did to me. I'm so much more focused on how I can be better, how I can grow, where I can grow to, more than I am focused on my past. So with me doing what I'm doing now, with this whole empowerment, I've had people say I'm not going to support her because I know what she did or what she said. I've heard people say, oh, I don't know if I believe that she's changed. I've heard people say, I'm going to have to watch her a little bit, you know, just to make sure. And that's fine. That's your opinion. That's how you feel. That's what you think. I get it. But I don't let it discourage me now anymore because I'm not going to take ownership for what other people think about me. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to take ownership about what I know about me. And what I know about me is that every day I'm striving to be a better person for myself first for my children second, and for everybody that's connected to me, and then for everybody that God has, is going to put in my path for me to impact and empower. So I challenge you today, definitely in your journal time, to write some things about yourself. One, about where you see yourself going and growing too. And then don't forget to forgive yourself confront everything that happened to you in your past that you were responsible for forget about everybody else forget about what everybody else did to you a couple of weeks ago i told you acknowledge it confront it write the letter burn the letter so okay we're past that now confront everything that has happened to you and then i want you to forgive yourself and let's move forward Onward and upward from this point. Forgive yourself. And then from this day forward, goals. Rest, recovery, recharge, learn and grow. I hope this um, podcast is going to inspire you to do better and set goals every day for yourself. It's definitely helped me. I am so full right now and I feel so empowered to be better myself. And um, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, the email address is B-E-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. Bye-bye.